This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... Kyler This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles! He is Houdini! Touchdown! Patrick Mahomes with a rope! Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. Alright guys, welcome back in to the Established Past Podcast presented by Clutch Points. I am your host, Blake Lovell, and with me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan. A lot to get to in terms of looking at uh, some of the biggest free agents uh, in the offseason in the NFL, and we're going to uh, take a look at it uh, using NFL.com's top 101 NFL free agents uh, of 2020 and uh, a pretty fascinating list. And we will dive into that uh, here in a second. But before we do, uh, we want to make sure you know that uh, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online is the fastest, easiest, and safest way to bet on all things sports. Uh, March Madness, the Masters, Major League Opening Day, all those right around the corner. Uh, Bet Online, of course, has the latest news, scores, and odds to help you win big. And the best part, as we mentioned on previous episodes, uh, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So all you got to do is head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to uh, receive your literal free money. Yes, free money. Uh, plus, and when you sign up, uh, it's a great way to support the podcast uh, that you're listening to right now. Uh, and again, that is the, the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, uh, when you sign up at betonline.ag. Uh, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And uh, speaking of experts, Dylan, uh, the experts at NFL.com have their list here of the top 101 NFL free agents. Uh, We're just going to discuss some of these since there's not a ton of stuff happening newsworthy-wise in Mm -hmm. the the NFL offseason right now. Uh, But we'll go ahead and jump into some of these here, and we won't go to all of them. We're actually going to work our way uh, to uh, the one everyone's talking about. And believe it or not, He's actually a little further down the list uh, than you would expect, probably. Uh, But number one is Dak Prescott. Uh, We've talked about him. Uh, Certainly the situation he has with the Cowboys, um, I think everyone at this point uh, pretty much sort of probably has a good understanding of of how this is going to play out uh, in terms of uh, him returning to the Cowboys. But uh, he is number one on the list. Yeah, I I think it's pretty clear that he's going to stay in Dallas in terms of where uh, he's technically a free agent. Yes. But this isn't one where there's a ton of speculation about where he's going to end up so much as how much money is he going to make the years and all that stuff. So I think it's just a matter of time. I it's, but we've been saying that since, you know, back to early in the season, we thought this deal was going to happen possibly before the 2019 season. Here we are now. Um, But yeah, I don't not surprised he's listed at the top here. I mean, given his age and all the things he's been able to do so far in his short career with the Cowboys. 
Uh, definitely the most, you know, outside. I mean, Tom Brady, yes. He, Tom Brady is probably the, the top uh, commodity on the open market right now. But in terms of long-term value, unless Tom Brady, you know, is an actual cyborg that's going to play to 60, I'd say that Dak Prescott is rightfully at the top of this list. Well, naturally, as we always do on this podcast, anytime we talk about something, all of a sudden something breaks in terms of uh, what's going on with it. And this isn't really breaking news, but uh, I know that Ian Rappaport just sent out a tweet literally as you were talking uh, about uh, what uh, Stephen Jones, which is Cowboys vice president, uh, had to say. Uh, it was from a report from uh, Michael Gelkin, who covers the Cowboys, said that, uh, you know, that the Cowboys have not met or negotiated with Dak Prescott's agent since September. So that was uh, a while ago. Uh, no talks this offseason. And, uh, you know, they could have a meeting set up here soon, but there is nothing on the books as of yet in terms of uh, what they're going to do. So there you go. That's the situation with Dak Prescott. Uh, I think we probably know, as we mentioned, how it's going to play out. But that's where things stand with him. Uh, number two on NFL.com's uh, list of the top 101 free agents is Chris Jones. Um, you know, he's someone who, and I think it's kind of funny as it mentions it in the article, and we can put the link to this and sort of link to it so you have a better mm-hmm. understanding of what we're referencing here. But, um, you know, he did play on the same team that had Patrick Mahomes. So rarely did you hear Chris Jones, you know, speak, uh, talked about in terms of that, you know, level on a Patrick Mahomes level. We just, we know that's not going to be the case, but man, he had uh, quite an impact for them this season. And uh, certainly, you know, you look ahead for him. Uh, I think it's safe to say he's going to have a little bit of money in his pocket moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Chiefs as a defense improved overall in so many areas, but as we talked about in the Super Bowl in particular, but just overall all season when Chris Jones is on the field and when he was not, it was a noticeable difference for that pass rush and just overall what they're able to do up front. And yeah, I, I have, a, again, it's another player where you just see how valuable they are to the team they're already with. It's hard to imagine him going elsewhere, but the Chiefs, we'll see how it all fits at the end of the day. Um, I, again, will be surprised if he doesn't uh, end up staying there, but you know, he, I, we saw what happened with D Ford just a year ago. I'm not, you know, I, I think Chris Jones probably has more value than D did to the Chiefs at that point, but they had no problem uh, shipping him out, and we'll <laughs> see what happens now with Chris Jones. Yep, uh, and uh, like you said, I mean, just a, a guy that certainly is going to, to get a lot of money, and uh, he's going to have an opportunity uh, to, you know, continue to submit himself as one of the best defensive players uh, in the game right now. Uh, number three on their list is Amari Cooper, uh, and just to add to what we just mentioned in terms of uh, these tweets that we're sitting out, in terms of the reports, um, Michael Gelgan also put out that uh, Stephen Jones commented, said that uh, no contract with either Dak Prescott or Amari Cooper was going to happen until the new CBA rules for 2020 are decided, which uh, we'll get more into that on, on future episodes once some decisions are made there. Uh, but that the Cowboys did meet with Amari Cooper and his agent at the Super Bowl. Uh, so, you know, and, and called it, quote, a very upbeat, uh, quote, conversation. So uh, that just kind of shows you where they're at. Again, sort of like we talked about with Dak Prescott, uh, it's hard to imagine, uh, you know, Amari Cooper playing anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I obviously with what he's meant to that team, going back to last year more so, uh, to the 2018 season more so than 2019. I mean, he basically carried that receiving corps to the playoffs, and uh, you know, after a pretty slow start to that season, they really picked it up. And at this point, yeah, another guy where <laughs> we keep seeming to say this about the Cowboys and these deals that we thought were going to be worked out. Uh, and now it just keeps dragging along, and you start to wonder. And I, I understand why Cowboys fans would have some concern about these things because. 
at the end of the day that nothing's done yet so uh we'll see what happens um i you know they if they lose him it's it's a really curious situation to think about those receiving corps michael gallup had a lot of uh, solid games but overall i mean the value of mari cooper we really have seen it maybe not as consistently as some of the other top receivers in the nfl but when he's on and when that uh, passing game is on he's so vital to what they do so again another situation where Obviously, there's only one franchise tag, like you're saying, for uh, and it could be used on Dak, so that, that makes uh, Mari's situation a little more intriguing. Yeah, number four is Jadavion Clowney. Uh, we go from, you know, the offensive side to an impact defensive player. Um, you know, someone who I think over the years we, we know what he's capable of and, you know, getting him on the Seahawks last year was big for Seattle. Um, you know, we kind of we, we pretty much knew that it was, you know, that this deal with the Texans and all that, uh, he was going to land somewhere else and he did. Um, but, uh, you know, he's still someone that I think is in a very intriguing spot. And as this mentioned, uh, you know, injuries and that type of stuff is going to play into to maybe where, you know, how his contract shapes up for him uh, specifically. Uh, but no doubt, I mean, when he's at his best, I mean, we, we know that this guy is still a, a pretty big player and a big impact player on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, going back to the Seahawks Niners game earlier in the season, he was such a huge force and a big reason Seattle was able to pull that one out in overtime. And I mean, yeah, you saw over the, the last stretch of the season when injuries kind of started piling up for him, things just did not go as well. And they obviously limited his uh, value on the field and could potentially limit exactly like you're saying how much money he gets on the free agent uh, market. But I, I still think, yeah, when healthy, the guy is so valuable. And there's so many teams at this point. Um, I think about the cold stuff. Dolphins teams that maybe yeah, obviously not uh, Miami I know Clowney has said that he wants to go to a team that's ready to win now Miami arguably still uh, going through the <laughs> process well, I, I think they'll be improved and I think they will see what they do in this draft but overall there are a lot of teams with a lot of cap space so and you could see another situation with a shorter term deal but for a pretty high dollar amount um, Clowney might be looking for a longer term contract to uh, have a little more security but uh, you, you take what you can get I guess and yeah the injuries and the how he's evaluated going into uh, the free agent opening. Uh, I think that's going to be a big uh, factor in terms of not just where he goes, but how much he makes. Well, one guy who had a huge season on defense, that was Shaq Barrett, who's at number five on NFL.com's list. Um, you know, 19 and a half sacks. Uh, that was uh, pretty impressive based on, and you know, I, to be honest with you, like I know a lot of Bucks fans were talking about it, but I don't know that that got enough recognition from, from other fan bases just based on, you know, how dominant of a season that is to, to have that many sacks um, and to know kind of, you know, what is people potentially capable of moving forward here. Um, so he's someone that, boy, he's, he's kind of transformed himself into quite a player, and uh, there's no doubt that uh, he's in a good spot too in terms of uh, getting a very, very nice contract. Yeah, you talk about a guy having an all-time season in a contract year. I mean, he made you know a $4 million contract. What a steal for Tampa Bay. And that defense, yeah. as we've talked about DVOA-wise, ended up being surprisingly high, and he's a big reason why. He had a lot of sacks early in the year, still ending the year. Uh, yeah, with his nine sacks, so you were saying in September. But overall, still over the course of the season, was so big to what they're able to do. And now you just think, I mean – about the pass rushers in the open market we'll see if he's able to put together a season just like that I, I you're not going to really have a ton of 19 and a 
and a half yeah. sack years. Even the best pass rushers in NFL history. Uh, just It's really hard to consistently put up those kind of numbers, but that doesn't mean he can't consistently have an impact. I think he's wherever he ends up, uh, he's well-earned whatever dollar amount he makes, and it should be a lot uh, a lot more than he made last year in Tampa Bay. Yep, should for sure. And uh, like you said, uh, nice to, to have that, that amount of sacks in a contract year for sure. Um, that's that's always a nice boost uh, to your bank account. Uh, we're going to skip on down to uh, number eight here. And like we said, we're not going to go through every single one of these. But we're just going to hit the ones uh, that people seem to be talking about the most right now. And we'll skip to number eight, which is Ryan Tannehill. Um, you know, someone who, as we've said many times, became you know pretty much the catalyst for the Titans uh, once they made the switch uh, from Marcus Mariota to Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Uh, just became someone that was really just reliable game in and game out, and, and became kind of what they needed on their offense um, alongside Derrick Henry, who we'll get to in a minute. Uh, but uh, no doubt that Tannehill's future is very intriguing because it's going to depend on, as we know, uh, sort of the guy that everything's going to be focused around when it comes to the quarterback market uh, and free agency, and we will get to him. Believe it or not, he's not even on this list yet, as we're saying. Uh, we haven't even got to him. Uh, but, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill returning to the Titans would seem like something that, that would make a lot of sense, obviously for both parties. Uh, but then, you know, when you throw in the Tom Brady rumors and all that, uh, I guess maybe a little bit more uncertainty than you would think. Uh, but uh, I guess for my money right now, it seems like uh, Ryan Tannehill returning to the Titans probably the best bet. Yeah, unless, like you're saying, we'll get to Brady's, again, funny that he's down this <laughs> list so far, really, but uh, once we get to him, that that's really going to decide what happens with Tannehill. I think uh, unless Tom Brady ends up with the Titans somehow, then Tannehill's going to be back. Um, it's kind of lost, as we've talked about on this podcast. You know, the, you had those games where he's throwing up for under 100 yards and they're still winning by yeah. big uh, point numbers, and uh, yeah, that kind of shadowed what he did earlier in the year when he kept the Titans alive and made had some really spectacular games. The, the regular season victory over the Chiefs, he was unbelievable. Just not just in terms of decision making, but the actual arm talent, making throws deep down the field with precision. I yeah, I, he fit perfectly into what they were doing in, t- in Tennessee. The, their offense and what they want to do isn't going to change moving forward at this point. Uh, a lot of really good young playmakers too that started uh, you know really taking off in the playoffs. So uh, yeah, I, I really and down the stretch of the season I really find it hard to believe again if unless they get Tom Brady Tannehill should be back with the Titans if he does move on I he's he immediately becomes one of those guys that's more intriguing for some of the teams we've talked about maybe in that Philip Rivers kind of race maybe not the Colts but maybe the the Buccaneers could be an interesting uh, fit for Tannehill if he does leave the Titans yep uh could for sure I think if you throw him into that mix as we said anyone who whoever is the quarterback for the Bucks next year you're gonna have plenty of weapons to work with um so you have to believe that's one of the more intriguing spots without question um going down to number nine it's Byron Jones for the Cowboys and I think they point out in this article on nfl.com is that it's it is very fascinating because you have dak prescott you have amari cooper you've got all these situations in terms of okay you know what are the cowboys going to do here from a contract standpoint a money standpoint uh, and then you've got byron jones who's you know kind of been the anchor of that that secondary um that's that's more of an interesting situation probably i know cowboys fans understand uh you know kind of what the spot is for them right now when it comes to these three guys specifically but uh, that is a very interesting situation to look at uh, from the outside looking in 
yeah, I, I, again, like we're talking about with all the money things that are kind of in play, how does it all fit? This is a team that uh, they don't have the, the cap penalties that they just had a few years ago, but still uh, uh, could be a guy that ends up not fitting into the toll, uh, the, the whole uh, dollar yeah. amount they're able to offer at the end of the day. I think of teams that could possibly make him work, a, a rival that's been mentioned in a few uh, different things I've seen online is the Eagles, which would be really yeah. <laughs> intriguing for a secondary that has really struggled with not just health, but overall effective play. It would be quite the, uh, the jump there to go from such a big rival to another um uh, the Raiders as well maybe there's a lot of teams with uh, more cap space that can uh, really offer Byron Jones a huge deal so yeah we'll see what the market ends up uh lending to but if you can get a cornerback he's not you know on that he's not on that top top tier but he's still really really good really important to what Dallas does and I I think his value is gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how it really works out with the Cowboys at the end of the day yeah moving down to number 13 uh aside from Amari Cooper uh which you know the the first wide receiver on the board there uh, in this one in this list you know AJ Green is in a, a spot that uh that's an interesting one because as we know uh he didn't play at all last season uh, we know, you know, what he's capable of when he's on the field and healthy, uh, and certainly the expectation here. Most likely, he's going to find his way back to Cincinnati. You know, you have a you pair a healthy AJ Green with with Joe Burrow and all the other receivers. Like we said, I mean, the Bengals' receiving core is a lot better, I think, than people give it credit for. If you have all those guys in there, um, so it would seem like you know, certainly, you know, the Bengals understand the importance of having a guy like this this back on the field, especially mm-hmm. if he's healthy. Uh, but uh, I guess you, you sort of never know at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I think we kind of talked about it a little bit on our last podcast. I, he's he said that he's comfortable playing on the, the tag, and it just at this point with a young quarterback coming in, Joe Burrow, assuming that happens uh, despite all the stuff that we kind of tried to say wasn't such a big deal last week. <laughs> haven't heard so many at the start of this week about uh, Burrow not uh, possibly being interested in playing for the Bengals. But assuming everything works out there, uh, having a number one target, I mean, AJ Green, the injury that last year was so weird and so fluky too when they had to play on that uh, practice field that wasn't completely ready ahead of the Hall of Fame game. And I, I, I think, you know, he's been there all this time. He's gone through some really bad times. He's gone through some good times that we talked about early in his career, especially when they had all those years making the playoffs. Uh, he would, I'm sure he'd welcome any challenge at any spot. But he, as he said, he's not, he's not one of those guys that's going to get franchise tagged and uh, kind of try to, um, you know, sit out and purposely not play <laughs> last year is clear that they did not need him back in the field I think with all this time to, to rehab um we'll end up seeing him back in the Bengals and it might most likely on the franchise tag though well another player we expect to be back on you know the same team as on last year uh Derrick Henry's number 14 on this list certainly uh someone who emerged you know as the NFL's top rusher was just uh, fantastic in what he was able to accomplish helped the Titans get a win away from the Super Bowl um and you know certainly there'd be a lot of teams out there that would love to have Derrick Henry on their roster uh, but uh you would expect uh, just as if you know Tom Brady doesn't go to the Titans you would expect the Titans to understand what they have to do to get Ryan Tannehill back what they have to do to get Derrick Henry back the two anchors on their offense um so this one doesn't really seem like uh you know a spot where I just don't expect Derrick Henry to be playing anywhere else next season yeah, kind of like some of the guys earlier in this list, it's less uh, intriguing in terms of where he's going to end up to me and t- uh, rather than what the dollar value is going to be in the, the years and all this, all that kind of stuff. And if the Titans will have a potential out shortly uh, into the contract, I, you know, it is fitting with such a big – I mean, he was just spectacular down the stretch, had that one stretch of – 
200 some odd yard games in a row where you're just making it like you know things that some of the best running backs in NFL history hadn't even done and uh you know on the flip side we've been talking about some of the past running backs from just you know four or five years ago that were considered the top tier guys we've been talking about their contracts and Todd Gurley and David Johnson being huge issues for those teams is that really going to be the case with Derrick Henry? I don't know, but it's interesting to think about how these other deals that have not really panned out for other teams, these big running back deals, might impact Derrick Henry's contract. Um, I still think the Titans, yeah, it makes sense. If he did hit the open market, it would be really interesting to see. He probably can make more money than Tennessee. Well, uh, I yeah. mean, they, they might do everything they can to keep him, but um, we'll see what he ends up being comfortable with. Not every team's going to have that offensive line that he, he has the pleasure to uh, run behind in, ten, in Nashville. I mean, I think of it's not like, you know, if he went over to the Dolphins, he's <laughs> going to be putting yeah. up the same numbers. I don't care how uh, beastly you are, how many guys you can run over. It's just not going to be the same without that offensive line. So I think he's smart enough to realize that. I I think he really it seems like he really likes playing uh for the titans i have a hard time seeing him play elsewhere i'm just curious how much money he's actually going to get from them and then again if there's going to be some sort of out a few years into it i know he's fairly young but the dude does take so many hits every game yeah no that's the case like we said with running backs that's the common theme uh in terms of, of some of these deals you know knowing sort of the the span in terms of uh your productivity and all that and uh we've seen that in a lot of cases before so it'll be interesting to see how these contracts shape up for guys like that uh the next one on their list is number 15 drew Brees. i don't think that's one we certainly have to spend a lot of time on um you know Brees has announced he's coming back um you know the likelihood of him playing anywhere else other than new orleans uh pretty much uh zero at this point yeah pretty much said he's going to be back with the saints so um, just again a matter of what he's going to make probably another short-term deal again obviously uh, made it very clear that Sean Payton has as well um, about him returning so yeah. yeah no no concern there I was hoping early you know before that happened that maybe he'd come out and kind of uh, you know there'd be some report about him hitting the open market I'd be really curious to see him elsewhere just like Tom Brady I don't see either of them leaving their teams uh, ahead of us talking about Tom but uh, just it it is fascinating for me to think about how it would fit and how to see those guys in another jersey it's something uh, really only a reality in Madden at this point yeah you have uh, let's see Drew Brees Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady all switch so you just have them all on the same (laughs) uh, let's see yeah so you put Brees on well there you go put Brees on the Chargers um, put put Brady on the saints and put rivers for the patriots i think that's the best possible scenario there uh to send breeze back to the chargers that would just be uh there you go um so that's that's what we're hoping for if you want to you know have your wish and all that that's the one i think you should you should wish for uh, because that would be quite a scene for sure uh but we do jump down to number 17 and that is where tom brady lands on this list and as we sort of teased earlier Maybe a little surprising to, to see him this far down because he is pretty much the person everything is going to sort of depend on when it comes to the quarterback situation for all of these different guys, minus Drew Brees. Um, and, and, and you know, you look at all the latest rumors, and we were laughing about this before we recorded, you know, one day it's the Titans are the favorite. The next day it's the Bucks are the favorite or, you know, the Raiders <laughs> or um, whoever else, the Chargers. Um, and, and I think, as we've said, and Dilla, you pointed this out, on one of our previous episodes it's just all this talk is just i think noise knowing that everyone in the back of their mind understands that it's going to be very hard to lure tom brady away from the patriots and it just the more you look at it i think the more you realize that uh but uh you know in terms of where he's at on this list they sort of describe it and make the point that 
you know, this is more of a, a short-term situation. Uh, you know, we, we don't expect Tom Brady, as you said earlier, to be playing until he's 70 years old or something. Um, so, you know, <laughs> hence why, you know, why Dak Prescott is at the top of this list and Tom Brady is this far down. Uh, but, you know, another day, another Tom Brady rumor, what's true and what's not. We have no idea. Uh, it just seems like a lot of noise at this point, and everyone's just trying to grasp at whatever they can uh, to try to find a way to get Tom Brady somewhere else besides the New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah, maybe we finally do have a timeline on how long he intends to play. One of the reports stating that he wants a two-year commitment from the Pats, so maybe that's kind of the amount of time he really feels like he's going to keep playing. Maybe the concern for him with the Patriots isn't this coming season, but a year from now if things don't go so hot. So, uh, again, this is all speculation. Um, I mean, yeah, the the one rumor that we've been we we're talking about before from Jeff Darlington appearing on Adam Schefter's podcast where he talked about it being educated speculation. So it's like you hear that and it's like, all right, well, what is <laughs> so you're, you're hearing things, but are the people that are talking to you really, uh, you know, what, what are their sources? What are they really hearing themselves? It seems, again, like we said last week, noise. But uh, to continue from what Darlington said, he said, if you're asking me to put odds on it, he, he picked the Titans and Raiders uh, ahead of the Patriots. So that's why, yeah, with the Ryan yeah. Tannehill situation, that becomes interesting. And it, it does, if you just think from a, you know, eliminate the all the things we uh, know about the Patriots and a lot of uh, other teams in the NFL, when you just think about Tom Brady putting on a Titans uniform with that team, it, it seems like it would be a solid fit. It's got a great offensive line, a lot of playmakers, a great running game, a defense that has been a little more inconsistent than what <laughs> he uh, experienced in, in New England. So that's one thing to consider from his end too. But uh, I, you could see how that would fit the Raiders. That just seems so silly to me. But, you know, if, if they're going to give him like partial stake in the team, maybe, I don't know. Like, what? what? <laughs> Like in they terms could. of winning football games, <laughs> as a competitive guy as Tom Brady is, I don't know if he really wants to go and be like, I can win with this team. I mean, uh, there are good things, another solid offensive line, some solid playmakers, a, a good running back again. So you, you could kind of see that stuff. A defense, a lot of more question marks there. They're going to be a lot healthier and uh, more experienced next season. But, uh, yeah, still every all these other teams that are listed and all these rumors just really pale in comparison to the Pats, in my opinion, and just Bill, Bill Belichick overall. And it's just hard to see. It would be so, as we keep saying, it would be so weird to see these guys in other helmets. They they haven't been outside of, yeah, I mean, Breeze early in his career. Now Rivers finally is going to be the one that will actually switch for sure. But uh, with Tom, yeah, Titans, I guess, Colts, uh, Bucks, what, what, all the teams we, we, yes. we mentioned for Phillip Rivers, it's all, you know, yes, they sound fine as situations. I just – it's just until we get something more concrete I, I was excited about this rumor and then it's he you know prefaces it by saying edu- educated speculation it's oh, like yeah. all right well i don't well, know anymore well i'd love to see you mentioned just give tom brady a stake in the raiders and then once he retires um you know i want tom to just be, go full-on like sports betting <laughs> mode he can go over join brent Musburger at vsin and do all the stuff there like just have him in there just betting on games and handing out NFL advice and saying how you know what this guy can't can't you know cover anyone I'm taking this guy plus two and a half um I just that that's my dream so uh let's just get Tom to Las Vegas uh he can you know become a a gambling person and uh We'll have him on the like, show here to hand out like, picks. Like Tony Romo became the, the goat yes. of broadcasting with all his experience as a quarterback. Tom Brady can be the goat of betting in terms of giving you the right yes, and the Tom, right picks based on all of his knowledge of all these players he's yeah, played against. Just call out everyone and say, you know what, Ravens plus two and a half, really? This guy for the Eagles couldn't cover. Uh, just, you know, just flat out unfiltered Tom Brady. <laughs> I would love to see it. 
Um, and this means that we're in the sports betting boom. So uh, why not add the, the biggest player in the NFL uh, to the mix of that? So uh, there you go. Uh, that brings us up to, as we said, Brady at number 17. What we'll do is uh, we'll kind of run through this here as we go throughout the podcast over the next several weeks with free agency heating up. Uh, we'll start at number 20 in the next episode, which is, you know, right now it's Hunter Henry is on the list number 20. We'll talk about Hunter Henry and some of the other players between 20 and 40 uh, on the next episode of the podcast since, uh, you know, Dylan, we're kind of at that point where I know the combine's going on and all that, but uh, mm-hmm. as, as we've noted here, uh, until some of these things get worked out, you know, in terms of uh, the sides and what they're doing, you know, the NFL and the changes they could make and all that, it uh, doesn't seem like there's a ton of movement right now. So uh, we'll get into some more of these players on the next episode of the podcast. But uh, for now, Dylan, lots of stuff going up. As we mentioned, so many rumors, reports, all that. Uh, we've got it all over Clutch Points. Yeah, a lot of combine stuff, as you mentioned. I'm sure there'll be plenty of more rumors on Tom Brady and all these other free agents that we've been talking about. So we've been covering those at ClutchPoints.com. Under the NFL tab, you can find all of our written content there, as well in the Clutch Points app under the NFL section. If you're a fan of the NBA, obviously the second half of the season's underway now, so all the game coverage in terms of articles, but also following the games live, you can do in the app. Spring training starting for uh, Major League Baseball. You can follow all of the spring training games in our app as well. And yeah, all of our content for the podcast can be found on uh, clutchpoints.com. There's a podcast tab where all of our, our podcasts go through there. Uh, Apple, any of the places you listen to them, usually they're available in our app as well. So appreciate all the listeners and everyone uh, in Blue Wire helping us out here. So yep. yeah, excited for the free agency coming up not not too far away so hopefully these uh, rumors get a little more spicy a little more realistic as well yeah we'll see how that unfolds but uh, yeah be sure you check all that stuff out over clutch points uh subscribe to the podcast as you said thanks to the fine folks at blue wire thanks to the folks at bet online uh, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast and uh, yeah be sure you subscribe check all that out and we will talk to you guys next time here on the established the Mass podcast